This is a Squiz Kids podcast, your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. Hello and welcome to this very special Squiz Kids podcast on media literacy. I'm Bryce Corbett. And I'm Amanda Bauer. Bryce, I know that you love school whizzes, so mm-hmm. I've got a brain teaser for you and ah. all the parents out there. Well, hey, wait a second. We work for Squiz Kids. We make podcasts with primary school people in mind. Yeah, I know, I know, but stick with me for just a second. Now, here's your question. Bryce mm-hmm. and other parents, I want you to close your eyes and imagine that there is no Squiz Kids. <gasps> I know. It's a terrible thought. But again, (laughs) stick with me. There's no Mm -hmm. Squiz Kids. And your child comes up to you and says, Have you seen the photo of the Pope skateboarding? Or the one of him (laughs) in a puffer jacket? He is so cool. (laughs) Now, what do you say to your child? Okay, so there's no Squiz Kids. Mm -mm. And in that case, there's no Squizzy the Newshound, who spent the past couple of years teaching kids to sniff out fake news and to stop think and check, nope. right? That's correct. Neither of those things exist, so you have to think about what you would have said if none of that existed. Uh, okay, so I probably would have just said, Rosie, those photos are fake. Don't believe everything you see and read. Well, and I think it's fair to say that most parents would agree with you. That's what they'd say too. Ah, but before we celebrate too much... That's an okay answer if your kid is in their early primary years and they see you as the ultimate authority on everything. But Mm -hmm. in just a few years' time... (laughs) All right, yes. I see where you're going with this. She's going to think I'm an idiot and she won't even come to talk to me about what she sees and hears online. Sadly, yes. (laughs) Which is why we created Squizzy and the News Hounds Media Literacy Curriculum. And it's why we're doing this podcast today. Mm-hmm. We're wanting to explain to parents and teachers why we are on something of a crusade to make Aussie kids the most media literate in the world. Yes, indeed we are. And I think maybe now is a good time to invoke Julie Andrews and uh, start at the very beginning by explaining to the listeners what business we have creating a media literacy curriculum in the first place? Yep. Well, good question. So, Bryce, you've been a journalist working in the media for 25 years or so. (laughs) You're meant to go 25 (laughs) 25 years or so, yes. (laughs) It may be longer, but I'm not willing to admit to that. But, yes, I have. I've worked at newspapers, magazines. I've worked in TV, everything from the Australian Financial Review, the Australian Women's Weekly and 60 Minutes. And I started out in journalism like you. I worked briefly in Australia and then for most of my journalism career in New York and San Francisco for Time magazine. Mm -hmm. But then I retrained and became a primary school teacher. Which, you might say, was a rather unusual career transition. (laughs) Well, yes and no. I mean, the best journalists put in time and effort to understand something complex and then communicate it clearly and accurately to their audience. Uh And when you think about it, that's basically the job description for teaching. Excellent point. And it's also way more fun. Anyway, (laughs) as a teacher, I did a fair bit of creating and adapting curriculum. And when I returned to Australia and you invited me to join you at Squiz Kids, we talked a lot about our rising concern about misinformation and disinformation and what role we could play in teaching young people how to question what they see and hear. 
Yeah, that's right. And particularly because kids today come across news and information in completely different ways to how we did it back in the, and this is where I'm going to use the, <clears throat> in the 1980s, <laughs> because it used to be that if kids got any news at all, it was from traditional sources of radio, newspaper or TV, and the information came from relatively trustworthy mm-hmm. sources and was mostly consumed with parents mm-hmm. close by. Now, of course, we fast forward to today and kids have more information coming at them on a daily basis than at any other time in history, through their phones, on their tablets, through being semi-constantly online. Semi. They have a flood of inf- <laughs> Yeah, right. I feel like my children. They have a flood of information flying at them on pretty much an hourly basis. But what they don't have are the critical skills to work out online fact from fiction. Yeah, that's right. So studies, including surveys we've done of the Squiz Kids audience, have shown that kids are overwhelmingly getting their news and information today from social media by the time they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. So TikTok, YouTube, yeah. Instagram. And while social media can be great for lots of reasons, anyone yeah. can set up an account and pretty much say anything they like and present it as fact. They're very skilled mm. at getting that to then spread like wildfire. And our yeah. kids aren't being taught how to put that information through any kind of a filter. And they take it all mm-hmm. at face value. And yep. of course, we know that lots of Adults have also not been taught how to fact check and they're falling for Mm -hmm. misinformation. So we really needed a circuit breaker. Yeah, that's right. And that's why we created NewsHounds to give parents and teachers the skills to support kids in uncovering misinformation when they come across it online. Now, Amanda, you brought so much of your invaluable teacher skills to the design and development of NewsHounds. Can you just give the good people listening a little overview of how it all works? Yeah, well, first and foremost, I knew that this needed to be something really easy for teachers to implement. Teachers are constantly being asked to do more, and for this to succeed, we needed to make it as simple and seamless for them as possible. Which you have definitely achieved. I thank you very much. The main thing that teachers need to do is to press play, occasionally press pause, and then use the simple teacher guide to support kids as they work in groups to put the skills we've taught them into practice. Yeah, it's using something called a guided release model, meaning that you and I teach Mm. the kids and the adults listening one thing in the podcast and we work through an example with them. Then the teacher presses pause and the kids work through another example of their own in the student workbook, which has exercises tied to each session. Mm -hmm. Each episode has two teach points. For example, we spend the second session teaching kids, first of all, that media is used to inform and entertain and also to sell products. The second teach point is then that media on the same topic can be really different depending on the message that the creators want to send. Yeah, that is a brilliant one where the class is divided in half. They're given the same set of facts about a new kind of chocolate cake mix and they have to either make an ad for it or a poster warning against it. Yeah, it's such a powerful way for them to see how you can pick and choose facts that suit your agenda. And that gives them the awareness that others are doing that to them every single day. Yeah, exactly. And because we're dealing with primary school kids, we didn't want this to be all doom and gloom. We really wanted it to be fun Mm -hmm. and for kids to feel like they had the power. And so first we created Squizzy the Newshound. He's an Mm -hmm. animated character who leads kids on their media literacy journey. And he's a bloodhound in the great tradition of Sherlock Holmes. And he uses his excellent nose to sniff out 
fake news and misinformation on the internet with lots of great sound effects. Just brilliant, if I say so myself. And then we decided we would gamify it. So Mm. that means that we've built the program like a virtual board game. There are eight podcasts that teach kids what media is, who makes it, why they make it, why some people make fake media or disinformation. And kids earn badges as they go along the board game. And with every 10-minute podcast session, they're playing for a badge, including a torch to shine a light on the truth and Mm -hmm. a set of handcuffs to arrest misinformation. And by the end, they've earned all their detective badges and they become fully-fledged newshounds, ready to help adults stop, think and check whether something is true. And actually, one of my favourite Newsound sessions is when kids practice having a conversation with an adult who's fallen for disinformation, and they take that adult through some simple fact-checking steps. The way that they role-play adults is actually pretty hilarious. Oh, my, I'll never forget in one of the classrooms I visited a kid playing his grandmother. It was gold. (laughs) Now, look, I think, Bryce, it bears repeating what the difference is between misinformation and disinformation. Mm-hmm. So misinformation is if someone sees a Facebook post or an Instagram post or an online story and they share it before checking to see if it's true. Many people are guilty of that. There's no malice involved, but by the simple act of sharing, you are spreading misinformation. Disinformation is when people create and disseminate information that they know is untrue. They're doing it on purpose to either serve their political purpose or to generate clickbait to make some money or to damage someone's reputation. Yeah, disinformation is the nasty stuff. It's the stuff that we see, especially around elections, where vested interests stoop to whatever low they have to to try to undermine their opponents. Mm -hmm. And we, unfortunately, are the collateral damage in the middle. Not to mention a little thing called democracy. Now, I know you've heard me say this before and I'll (laughs) say it till I'm blue in the face, but I honestly believe that this is democracy-threatening stuff. Absolutely. All the more reason that we need to inoculate our kids against it for the sake of having a robust democracy. Yeah, and lots of countries, including Australia, have produced programs teaching high school kids, teenagers, about misinformation and disinformation, but we couldn't find anything for younger mm. kids. Yeah, and that's, of course, another reason why we created New Sounds, because you have to get them young. Mm-hmm. I've got two teens, as do you. I love them dearly, but you can't tell them anything, as you no, I know very, very well. They already know everything. <laughs> and waiting until kids are deep in the social media vortex to teach them about misinformation is, to my mind, like shutting the gate after the horse has bolted. Absolutely. And what's been really gratifying, just to toot our own horn, is that an academic evaluation of Newshounds did find that kids who participated in the program had dramatically improved their media literacy skills. Yes, you're talking, of course, about Dr Amanda Levito from the Queensland's University of Technology, mm-hmm. one of Australia's foremost authorities on the digital child, who surveyed and interviewed kids and teachers who had done Newshounds and found that they had overwhelmingly taken on board what Squizzy was telling them every Every episode, and that, namely, of course, was to stop, think, and check before believing everything they see, read, or hear online. That's right. She surveyed them before and after and saw that incredible growth in media literacy skills. We've put mm. a link to her study in the episode notes. 
And Bryce, what I loved about her survey results was that those role-playing activities that I created, they worked. Mm. So Dr Levito also interviewed parents of kids who'd done news hounds and those parents reported that kids were coming home from school having done news hounds in class and then challenging their parents if their parents Mm. repeated something they'd read on Facebook or they'd heard on the news. I remember one case where Queen Elizabeth had died and someone, you know, a parent said that and the kid said, have you checked that? Have you stopped checked? Absolutely. But the, the fact that the kid said, wait a second, yeah. let's think about this first, yeah. that was incredible. So important. It's kind of like a reverse transfer of that generational knowledge. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. So, Amanda, what can parents who might be listening to this podcast do to help their kids become media literate? Well, you know, of course they can speak to their kids' teachers and encourage them to get involved and do the program in school, making sure they Mm -hmm. mention that it's really simple for teachers to implement. Yes, very simple. Plug and play. We've made sure that each session is mapped to the Australian curriculum and aligned to a framework created by the Australian Media Literacy Alliance. Mm -hmm. And... Parents could also talk to the school principal and let them know about news hounds. And mm-hmm. don't forget to mention that it's completely free because that's always very important to principals. <laughs> Absolutely. And also how they need to hop on board and join the more than 1,900 schools around the country who have already signed up to do news mm-hmm. hounds. Because that is another thing that we are very proud of. We launched the pilot back in November 2022 with the help of our friends at the Google News Initiative. And we had the goal of signing up 500 schools by July of 2023. We far exceeded that target. And as at December 2023, there were almost 2,000 schools who had signed up to do NewsHounds. So bravo to you, Amanda. Oh, thank you very much, Bryce. Bravo to you too. (laughs) And of course, that's another point to make. We're able to make this available for free thanks to the financial backing that we've had from the Google News Initiative so far. But it is important to also note that they had absolutely no input into the curriculum. They believed in us and what we were doing and they funded us to do what we thought was right. That's right. But in order for us to continue to make it available for free, which we both agree is very important, less media literacy becomes something only for rich schools, Mm -hmm. we need funding. Which is why we've been talking to the federal and state governments and exploring other funding avenues for Newshounds. As I've said before, I passionately believe that media literacy is as important a skill for kids to learn at school as reading, writing and arithmetic. I mean, we've seen how this stuff changes the outcomes of elections. And if we want to build a nation of future citizens who are immune to the worst influences of misinformation and fake news, if we want to build a really robust democracy, we need to make the investment now. Preaching to the choir. (laughs) And, of course, while the NewsHounds program we've created is great and from an educational point of view it's extremely credible, it can be improved. Uh, The QUT study told us for it to be really effective, it would ideally be differentiated across grades four, five and six, which means that we'd sort of have specific modules created to account for different ages and abilities and exposure to social media. Mm -hmm. Plus, we really want to be updating it annually to keep pace with all the technological changes there are out there. Yeah, that's right. Because when we conceived of NewsHounds back in 2021, chat GPT was but a glimmer on the new tech horizon. And now, of course, it's everywhere. And, well, we could do an entire course on artificial intelligence alone. Yeah, so parents listening out there, don't be afraid to head to our website, squizkids.com.au, and take a look. Sign up for a free account if you want to and have a poodle around 
around. You can read the teacher manual, the parent info PDF. You can do sessions with your kids. We've stuck a link to those PDFs in today's episode notes too for people to pop in and have a look. Alrighty, that's probably enough soapbox action for one podcast. <laughs> Amanda, thank you for helping to explain media literacy and why we're so obsessed with it here at Squeeze Kids. No worries, Bryce. Long live news hounds and all who sniff out the truth with Squizzy. Absolutely. And in the meantime, get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out.